0: Hey everybody, how's everybody doing? So this is a new episode and we're gonna pick up where we left off um, simply because I got a question from people. Um, so I was recovering um, and then I got cancer, yay me. I got one of a basic cancer. I don't know if it's different or not. I got leukemia so basically I felt like floating cancer like me my skin my organs everything was floating in cancer blood and it didn't matter which organ it attacked it was everywhere so (laughs) I thought that was hilarious I was like you gotta be kidding me seriously Um, so it happened to be that I started feeling weird and tired and i really got concerned i thought my leg wasn't recovering correctly and it already had been a while so i was like no i was feeling fine i was doing good what's going on i thought maybe i had damaged it or maybe the bone started to die and yes that is a possibility um so i made a a doctor's appointment which by the way i didn't want to do Um, they had to beg me to do it they said hey you don't look so good I'm like I look fabulous and they would be like no I'm quite complected but I look like a ghost I was transparent and I said yeah okay maybe you're right (laughs) I went to the emergency room and they drew some blood and I already knew something was wrong because of how I felt but when I saw the blood draw I was like, what is that? Is that maple syrup? I don't know what that is. It wouldn't even come out. It was like just halfway through the syringe and then it kind of stopped. Um, but they managed to get some and then they told me, we need you to go uh, and we're going to give you a cardiogram because I had all the symptoms in my mind and, you know, obviously in women's mind. We have heart attacks differently, right? We don't have the whole grab your shoulder and I can't breathe and whatever. We actually get different symptoms. And I thought, I must be having a heart attack or something because I have four out of the five symptoms. And I didn't know what to do. Like, what are we going to do? So they did a scan of my heart because they agreed, you know, four out of five, Yeah. So, um, then he said, okay, well, I'm going to send you to x x-rays just to make sure everything's okay with your lungs. Uh, I just want to double check everything. And I said, okay, that's fine. You know, let's figure out what's wrong with me. So I started walking out of the room to the x-rays. Next thing I know, halfway there, I see a nurse run after me with a wheelchair and an oxygen tank. Stop walking. Stop walking. That's what she said, literally. And... I turned around and I knew fuck what the hell is it and I thought it's cancer I, it, it, you know something always tells you never never doubt your gut I knew it but see I thought well in my family breast cancer you know that's what we get or uterine cancer that's usually the main component of my family um on both sides believe it or not (laughs) so i thought okay maybe it's my boob or maybe it's my uterus so i thought it was a uterus thing or a boob thing so i was like okay whatever i sat down they insisted on me going to a major emergency room because i was at the clinic emergency room hello that's less than going to the regular emergency room a clinic emergency room is like 40 bucks for me if i go to the emergency room at a hospital i don't know about you guys but my premiums are like freaking 500 600 dollars before you get to your you know regular pay you have to pay your deductible and that would have been part of it so i was like screw that i argued with him and i'm like why do i need to go there like you need to tell me what's going on well you know we we don't necessarily 100 percent know well, doctors can't really tell you for sure. They don't want to scare you. So he kind of wanted an oncologist to tell me, you know, and they wanted to run a little bit more tests. So, but he didn't want me to drive there. He was afraid that I would actually die on the way over there because I was walking around with four pints of blood in my entire body. Yep. Four. I was like, what? Okay. So, we get there, it was Ivy and everything, and the ambulance, and I looked at the guys, like, I have no idea. And the guy goes, you have an idea what it is, right? And I'm like, yep, yeah, it's cancer, probably. And he goes, are you sure? And I'm like, well, runs in my family, and and the symptoms fit, but I'm trying not to go on, you know, like, any medical websites or anything, because I don't want to freak myself out, for nothing, you know, and he goes, true. So we get there, we pay the $800 freaking deductible thing. Yep, $800. Oh, my God, you know, fuck. Uh, They will me up, they do some tests, and they put me in a room. They checked me in right away. They said they had to. And still, nobody can confirm nor deny what was going on. Finally, I see a doctor come for me uh cute doctor too by the way he was a very nice looking man uh but picture everything we've heard you know um oncologists aren't doctors per se only they're actually scientists too so they're kind of nerdy already (laughs) and I say that with all respect you know I, I appreciate a brain and uh he walked in and I knew already, and then his lab coat confirmed it. It said Big O Oncology label on his name, and I was like, fuck. And by then, my sister and um, my partner were there, and um, I knew. I was fine with it. You gotta understand, um, many of us disabled learn very quickly. That we're going to be sickly. And not necessarily sick all the freaking time. I'm just saying, you know, like, it's going to hit us a little bit harder. Um, It's going to knock us down a little bit faster. It doesn't mean we won't recover. It just means, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles about it. So, to me, getting the news like that was, and I know you won't believe me, but to me it was just like, okay, it really didn't bother me. Because I knew that there's just another disease I have to fight. And within four seconds, you have to, well, at least I do. I have to make up my mind right there and then. Like, I'm that type of person. I'm, okay, here's the problem. Okay, move forward. Let's solve it. You know, I don't need time to go home or to discuss it. Because there's nothing to discuss when it comes to cancer cancer don't give a fuck <laughs> so while he's talking and telling me what type of cancer i have which was leukemia um i was like okay all right then. and i notice in the corner of my eye to the left my sister and my partner crying my sister actually kept doing that thing where you run your hand through your hair when you're frustrated and you don't know what to do that's her because you feel hopeless you feel useless you feel like fuck i can't do anything for my sibling because you can't there's going to be a lot of moments with um your disabled children or whoever it is that suffers from this that you're not going to be able to do a damn thing for them and it's almost 90 percent of the time okay you're not going to be able to help them walk you're not going to be able to help them cope with bullying right away you can be there and support us all you want at the end of the day we have to come to whatever conclusions and i hate to say this but most of us There's two ways, okay? Some of us will become very sarcastic, like moi, laugh, make jokes, and ignore what is right in front of me. I literally will shove it in the back of my head and say, fuck them, words don't hurt, even if they are. The other of us will retreat, will become bitter and angry, and will take a lot of time. Because they don't understand why you hate them. Even though it's not about that. It's not about hate. But it's hard to ignore when someone's calling you names or pushing you down the stairs or trying to trip you. Even your friends. We are very ugly people when we want to be. And bullying is just part of it. And I hate when people say, well, you know, that happened in high school. This happened. To-. No, bullying happens even today as adults, okay? All the time. Even when we're adults, we have to handle some type of bullying, too. Um, But, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, a lot of people will tell you that disabled people uh, are weaker. And we're not. We just don't give a fuck what you think anymore (laughs) you know it gets to a point where we're like yeah I'm done with you I'm done with you we're moving on I don't care anymore go fuck yourself (laughs) you know and you move on and there's others that don't so it's it's really up to the individual what you want to do I say tell everybody to go fuck themselves but don't barricade yourself away from everybody because you're scared or angry or confused that's when you really should ask questions and get out there you know anyway back to the story so i see him and her frustrated crying and to be honest i'm listening to the oncologist and i hear all the factions and i told him okay okay okay, Let, let's stop i go i am already physically compromised and he goes, yes, I saw that. And I go, so, plus, I just went through surgery a couple of years ago and all this stuff, right? I don't even know if that's a factor. <laughs> I go, but I want to know what my chances of survival are when it comes to this particular cancer. And I need you to be honest. He just, he goes, okay. He goes, your cancer has progressed to the point where your chances of survival are less than six percent and i just I was like wait what <laughs> see i'm used to uh, like totally uh like 20 percent, <laughs> maybe 40 50 60 you know give me something but no less than six percent i busted out laughing so hard i just started laughing so hard <laughs> and i said okay i go so what do you want to do? Like, is there something I can do? And he said, we would have to start chemo right away. And, of course, can't make any promises. But, it's up to you. And I went, yeah, okay. Let's go ahead and start him. Uh, just like that. And, yes, I know you probably won't believe me. But that's how calm I was. Because, frankly, you can't stop the train. Okay? The train of life is going to come at you and you're gonna get sick you can't say hey hey no wait can instead of this disease can i get that disease i mean i think i can handle this one but not that one you can't do that okay it it just keeps going It, it doesn't give a fuck what you think or what you want so i just told him yeah okay i go so how if anything will this work i mean if it's less than that And he told me that standard chemo wouldn't work, but that he had a plan already. See, this is why I love scientists, man. They have plans already between the time he met me and got my labs, I guess you could say, met my blood to the time he met me physically. He already had a plan, a theory, something to put into function. So he told me uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, there was a new treatment uh, that got approved. It had really good results. If we combine it with this other fucking hardcore treatment. And I was like, so I'm getting double whammed in order to survive. And he goes, yes. And it was the first time he made a joke. He said, I'm going to kill you almost all the way and then bring you back. <laughs> and I started laughing. And I told him, Okay all right so let's go ahead and start when do you want to start and i said today why are you and he goes you don't want to go home i go for what 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 is there to go home for and he goes no it's just i've never and i go oh 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 okay let's go ahead and get this out of the way are you going to be my doctor from now on my you know for the cancer and he goes yes i go okay um i'm not that person Okay, I am not the person that has to take days to accept it and cry and boo-hoo and all that bullshit You know, if that's what they need to do good for them, but that's not me I just want to get started see if I survive and if it works great and if it doesn't well I'm going to make a plan and that's it's just that fucking simple I go you need to be 100% honest with me. I can take it I'm not the person that breaks down and cries all the time. Okay, I might cry in private because that's who i am i go but just don't sugarcoat things for me i want to know what's going on as it goes on and um he said okay not a problem and the ironic part of this whole situation and i started laughing so hard there that my uh, sister looked at me and said what's wrong with you she thought i had like something had broken in my brain and i go no it's just crazy marcy you know uh and she goes, why? I go, what's today's date? And she looked at me and she looked down and she goes, oh my God. And I, we both were laughing our asses off because it was April 1st. <laughs> I was diagnosed with cancer with a less than 6% chance survival on April 1st now if that isn't hilarious what the fuck (laughs) Uh, I thought it was hilarious (laughs) and uh, I made them laugh and I told them okay well they're gonna run some tests and whatever and uh, get me in there so that's what happened and because of that Uh, You know, I'll tell you more things because it is going to affect disabled people differently, really differently. You have to understand, no matter how strong, how good I ate, and how chunky I am, because I am, um, my body internally, because of the polio, has been denigrated. Like, it's been thinned out inside. My muscles are not as strong as a regular person. My skeletal system, as I stated before in the other episodes, it's like an 80-year-old skeleton already. And I'm losing complete um, calcium there. So if I fall, like if I have a severe fall, I'm getting a hip replacement. You know, do I want one? Hell no. I've seen those documentary of those hip replacements that cause you black blood and all that other stuff. No. But you can't really do anything about it. You know, you just got to roll with it. So when I, I really took care of myself, I made sure, and my parents made sure I didn't get sick. But when I did, oh my God, it's like someone ran me over with a freaking truck. I was, oh my God, like all this stuff would come out and mucus if I got a flu or a sinus sinus infection. Like, you know how I'm always saying, excuse me, my sinuses, which again, I'm sorry, my sinuses. Um... It can go from just a nice little sinus problem to this huge thing where pus is coming out of my eyes and nose and mouth. It's disgusting, but that's how fast it goes. After chemo, it got worse because your immune system is completely gone. At the time when you are going through chemo, when you're doing all this stuff, it's gone. So I was getting weird ass infections that I've never even heard of which I thought were interesting because I love science but at the same time it's like please don't do that to me like I had enough I don't remember most of it and I am grateful for that I really am because the things my body did and the things that I lost control of which I'm sure you would understand that it's Well, frankly, it's science and it's disease. But it isn't something I want to remember. I've always been in control. No matter how much I'm limping, no matter how much I'm in pain or not, it's something I I can do. And to have no control whatsoever, oof. Ah, No, no, no. No, 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 no. I couldn't handle it, but I don't remember most of it so I guess that's a good thing, right? (laughs) At the end of the day, being disabled has been such a faction of things, you know. I've been talking to my siblings and trying to see if they will tell me more about how they feel, but they feel uncomfortable. And then finally I, I told him, okay, yeah, I have a small little podcast. You know, it it's, doesn't reach that many people, but I'm trying to share my stories. And if it helps anybody at all that's disabled or different in any way, shape, or form, then, you know, why not? But I do know that my disability affected my siblings, whether they like to admit it or not. Now, in their mind, you know, it's like everything else. If you grow up with something and you see it every day and you know it, it becomes part of your, your thread, your, your tapestry. It doesn't matter, you know. But there's times where it does. Like when we would have to do things for me and not them. Oh, the fact that my mom and dad were constantly worried about me and not them. The fact that I was very sarcastic and an ass sometimes and didn't understand because I was a kid, you know, I brought up the whole shoe thing. And y'all must be sick of hearing about the shoe thing, but it's, well, you know, that's the disability. Uh, You know, and I mentioned uh, to them, like, how they only got one pair of shoes a year and I got two. And my brother looked at me and said, No, you didn't. And I go, Yeah, I did. He goes, No, you didn't. And I go, Yeah, I did because I put holes in them. And he looked at me and he goes, That's right. You got a shitty pair one year. And when you got your second pair, you got the shoes I wanted. Yeah, I got Michael Jordan's. <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> and I went, Uh huh. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, he's wanting Michael Jordan. I go, well, buy him now, I asked. <laughs> but it did. He said that it wasn't fair. And I, and I go, that's how you felt? And he goes, yeah, I felt like it wasn't fair. Because I had been asking for the Air Jordans for for a long time. And then when they come in, I got mad because I saw them. So I, I opened the box and got all excited. And then I see their size, like, seven. And and I go, this not my size. Mom, you got the wrong size. And then mom told me, they're not for you. They're your sisters. And I didn't ask for Jordans. I just wanted a high top again because it holds my ankle in and I won't fucking fall flat on my face or my ass. Either way it goes, you know. But these are high tops and everybody was buying them. And my father noticed that Well, everybody was wearing them, so I guess he thought, I'll get her these. You know? Um, And I started laughing about that. I was like, I don't even think those shoes lasted six months. And he goes, no, they didn't. And I'm like, yeah, I know. They were cheaply made, and frankly, all shoes are made the same. Every single shoe, tenny, whatever, high heel, use the same materials, same methods. It's just the label, and that's what you're paying for. So, I'm sorry, I will not or ever understand why you will pay $10,000 for a pair of shields. You know, like, no. With $10,000, that's a down payment for a house. You're you're crazy. But, I also understand that if I had that kind of money to throw, maybe I would just do that. But I wouldn't. (laughs) No way. And, um... I've been trying to see if they want to talk about it. And and for the most part, they don't. They don't. They don't see it that way. But they do want me to tell people to vaccinate their kids. I was told recently. You're going to love this. Okay. Now, again, anti-vaxxers, these stories are for you. But only because I am not trying to change your mind. I already know your mind's made up. I am trying to make you see the consequences of your choices and the way you might be able to handle yourself afterwards. And for all the disabled people out there that I might be helping, all I can say is you're not alone because you will never be the first nor the last. And you just have to really communicate no matter how much they don't want to listen. Or maybe scream a little if you need to let it out. Life is going to be very different for you. I hate when people tell me, oh no, you're fine. Uh, You know, disabled people are accepted and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not fine, first of all. Not every road has a sidewalk. Not every road has a ramp at every corner. Not every building has an elevator, or escalator, or whatever. Not. There are still things that we cannot do. I am very fortunate to be able to still hold on to the rail for dear life, and take one step at a time to go upstairs. I. What would you do if I couldn't? Would you carry me? You know? No, society, no. You wouldn't. Maybe one of you would, but frankly, I'm pretty heavy. <laughs> so, no. Um, I. It's always going to be harder. And I, I hate to say that. It's going to be harder. In fact, just yesterday, I was faced with it again. Went to Walmart. Look. Ah man, Walmart is a devil. <laughs> oh wow. Well. They were doing the whole social distancing thing because that's where we are right now. Um, and for the most part, people were wearing their mask and and doing all this stuff. It was a few people who weren't. But you know, I tell them, please keep your distance or whatever um and I realized that they had no carts well I can walk just fine now you know I'm still working through everything but and I'm weaker but the cart helps me kind of walk it kind of replaces my walker sometimes so I feel a little more secure about myself and I actually forces me to walk straighter when I use it and I'm not lazy, yeah. There was absolutely no walkers. I mean, no parts. No so I had to walk around the store with a basket, and it was hard. And my legs started hurting, like, really hurting. And I didn't think I was there that long, but, man, time flies when you're trying to find shit and there's nothing on the shelves. Um, and you know what I was looking for, guys? You're going to bust in a nut, a mop and fucking bucket. I was looking for a mop and a bucket, and they were sold out of a mop and a bucket. And uh, I was like, what the hell? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, pandemic. Everybody's organizing and cleaning their houses, and apparently every fucking mop in the world is gone. I literally have to wait a week for a mop and a bucket. Anyway, that's enough of that. But it reminded me when I was standing there, and I started feeling the twitches, you know, the spasms start. And once the spasm starts... Sometimes my leg will not move. Now, let me make sure you understand this, okay? Polio, at the level I'm at, I am very fortunate to be walking, period. But like I said, layers upon layers of years of trying to walk the wrong way. So when it starts spasming, the whole muscle in your leg, picture the muscle, it's literally trying to come out of your leg like it that's how mine are okay i don't know how yours are this is how mine are and it hurts but i can take it i'm a big girl i can take it the problem is then the leg will not want to lift and move like walk it just won't it just like be like dead weight and if that happens i am fucked I am so fucked I can't move um, I'll make myself move it'll hurt even worse and I'll end up getting bruises but you know I have to do it so I knew okay how long have I been standing where the fuck is a cart No, <laughs> yes, give me something here um, no mop no bucket and I ended up finding one thing I needed out of all the 20 things I needed on the list and I came home by then it was in pain Like, why were you standing that long? Why were you walking, you know, that long? And I don't understand, but then I did. You know, I keep pushing myself with the idea that I can do this, no big deal, but I'm no longer a young person. I am getting older, and my skeletal system is always going to be 20 years ahead of me. And the reason I say 20, not 10, is because of... cancer and the chemo chemo left me so destroyed you know people don't talk about it but I will there's some shit people don't tell you that happened to you when you're going through chemo besides the throwing up and the losing of the hair there's so many side effects that can happen to you that they don't want to tell you all of them because there's so many to list and they don't know which ones you'll get for example i could have gone blind apparently while chemo was going on it was attacking my main blood vein that goes to the back you know to your eyeball and it was causing these um, crystallizations but they were so so microscopic that they could have developed around the vein, choke it to death, and killed my eyeball. But, um, I was taking drops, and I had to take the drops every four hours, exactly four hours, because they needed to keep that completely medicated. Yay me. (laughs) Just one of the side effects, okay? I can honestly tell you, as a disabled person, the idea of losing another body part is no bueno. It, emotionally, I don't think I'll be able to handle it. I mean, I've always told you this, and, and I'm sure you know. You can't stop the train. Okay, so I get it. But emotionally, I, I think I would break down and not comply with life anymore. Really, I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. But, um,. There's so many other things that I realized were damaged. My spinal cord was damaged. My hips were damaged. My muscle was just... Remember, blood flows everywhere in your body, and every single fucking blood vessel in my body was cancer. So, yeah. And to top it off, this is the cherry on the cake when it comes to cancer and me. They had to do a bone marrow biopsy. I don't know if any of you have ever seen that um and again my curiosity always gets the best of me because i like watching science i thought that was cool so i watched it through a little mirror thing and uh they it looks like a corkscrew <laughs> going into your hippo you know and they have to take the sample out um they did that three times so the polio person whose bones are brittle and dying faster than they should be just added three holes (laughs) to the hip bone in order to survive cancer. Is that ironic or what? So it weakened that bone structure. (laughs) Now that, my friends, is funny. I'm telling you, there's a lot of other stuff that's been going on as a disabled, and I keep saying that, I'm sorry, that are just, I can't get away from. I just can't get away from it. And I, I hoped that by now, my mind would have wrapped themselves, little brain, you know, wrapped themselves of This is going to happen. You've known this is going to happen all your life. But it is difficult to say it and then actually go through it. Very different. You know, I wish I could do certain things or wear certain things. And I can't. can't. You know, everything in life eventually comes to an end, and I get that, but I thought, just for a split second, things would be better. That's why I always tell everybody, let it out, because I sure the fuck do. Whether it be in the shower, or by myself, or I go outside and hit that tree and scream which by the way my neighbors know that it's just me and sometimes I scream and I don't let any sound or maybe it's not that I don't, it's just no sound comes out and um, because no matter how many times I get emotional in my mind and in my heart or whatever you want to call it there's nothing you can really do to change anything Okay. The only thing you can do about it is accept it and move forward the best you can. So, I accept it. Um, good news is I've lost weight. So, my leg is feeling better. Yay me. I'm trying to lose more. So, FYI, okay? You cannot gain weight. I, I hate saying that because you should be allowed to do whatever the hell you want. And you can but going back to that whole consequence thing, and let me tell you, I'm paying for it. God damn, I'm paying for it. Gaining even the smallest amount of weight will fuck up your legs because they can't—they can't hold you up. They, you know, if you get too big. I certainly did, and let me tell you, I do not regret it. I loved eating whatever the fuck I wanted, whenever the hell I wanted, even if it was honey for that little while. You know, we have restrictions and we have to do certain things a certain way, whether we like it or not. If we want to be living our life without pain, is the best way I can say it. Because it's not about acceptance or anything like that. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted, people. Okay? We have to accept the fact that we're going to be in pain, we have to accept the fact that we're not going to be the same at all ever and people will look at us they will stare i've gotten it all week stare 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 and here i thought they were staring at my mask because i got this awesome mask with the spurs and stuff like that go spurs go um but it wasn't it was because of the way i was walking again or because i'm so young but sometimes i use a walker or a cane And I was like, really? Come on. You've seen one person, you've seen them all. (laughs) But no, it's not exactly something that you'll ever get past. So, I was asked, um, how does it feel? And words can't justify how I feel when I'm walking. Because they wanted to know how I felt when I'm walking. And I told him, oh, that's a good question. Okay, well, hmm. So I thought about it. I really did. And then I gave him my answer. I go, you know what? I thought about your question. It feels as if your body parts are strapped down even though you're, you're moving. And they didn't understand. So I said, okay, let's do an experiment. One of these days, do me this favor. Grab some duct tape. Sit down in a, in a concrete bench. Or just some cinder blocks if you got. Tape that to your leg, and this is just me, my interpretation, because there's people with polio way worse than I do, you know. And I've seen them, I've met them, I've talked to them. Tape it to your to yourself, and then get up. I guarantee you, you'll probably try two or three times before you actually stand up and actually walk. And it's nothing that you can do, because that is who you are. That's how I feel. When I'm walking, it's dead weight, even though I still feel, if that makes any sense. I still have some of my feeling. I still feel when someone touches my leg, I still feel pain, I still all that. The nerve endings are there, they weren't destroyed. But not every survivor has that so you know it it's just something we have to deal with. I don't know if she did the experiment, but she said she was, so I told her to youtube it <laughs> or to at least film it so I could see you know i wanna I wanna laugh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was interesting. but I know I just talked today about certain things and about cancer and uh but it does affect like i said um disabled people even worse or differently than regular people. And um, I'll continue to share my stories uh, about polio and why consequences are something that I don't wish on anybody.